0: Well, good morning, P.T. It is good to be in the house of the Lord, and it is, of course, good to be with you. Um, Well, before I begin my sermon, I just want to uh, give you an update on what's been happening uh, since we informed you Wednesday of someone who had attended the worship night last Saturday and, of course, uh, Sunday morning service. Um, I'm reading this statement right now so that way uh, I am clear and also uh, I don't say anything above or uh, less than what I should say with regards to uh, this morning and our not being in the sanctuary. Uh, We asked you, as I said, to let us know from uh, during the week that if you had tested positive And with regards to COVID-19 from the services on, uh, last weekend, which is last Saturday and of course, last Sunday, um, that we found out that a total of six people have notified us as of this point. So all those who tested positive were at one or both of those services on last weekend, and this is why our executive team decided that it was prudent for the health of our PT family that we conduct service totally virtually today. Uh, I would ask that if you have any questions or want to share additional information, please, please send an email to mail at ptspice.org. Again, send an email at mail at ptspice.org rather than discuss or ask questions on the chat today because we really wanna focus on worship. Uh, I wanna say this, that this uh, situation that we find ourselves in right now underscores the continued need to sanitize your hands, and wear your mask whenever you are on church premises. This has been our requirement for attendance since we've been back in person and will continue to be in order to keep everyone safe. We also have an air purification system and conduct deep cleanings of all surfaces, not all surfaces, all surfaces and spaces at PT South, 56 Magazine Street. Uh, Let's take this as a lesson learned that we must be diligent. We must be diligent especially regarding keeping on our mass as usual we will update you as to when we return to worship in person in the meantime if anyone attended the services last weekend it is the cdc's recommendation that you be tested as a matter of fact uh this or last week uh, between Last weekend service and today, my wife and I went and got our corona uh, COVID-19 test and by the grace of God, we both tested negative. Um, If you test positive, please notify the church. We will keep your information confidential unless we have permission to do so from you otherwise, again. Let us know. We will keep your information confidential unless you give us permission to use your name. Um, Want to say special thanks, and you can put a shout out in the chat. Special thanks to our media team for the extra work it took to make this service happen. We're just so grateful for you, media team, for how you were able to really be uh, nimble and also. Uh, Flexible to get us on line. So let's take this moment right now to pray for those who have tested positive, that they will be healed and be able to return to us quickly. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We agree with what David said, that because your loving kindness is better than life, our lips will praise you. Father, we pray and we declare that you are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord our healer. And so we ask that you will continue to minister healing to those who have uh, contracted the variant of COVID 19. We pray for a speedy recovery. We pray for those who will get tested and that they will have results that are negative, even as Lady Carmen and I. Now, Lord, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory would give all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened so that we would know what is the hope of your calling. I pray that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit of power that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Greene, but in the power of God. Holy Spirit, no matter where we are, whether we're in our homes, in a car, sitting on a park bench, sitting in a restaurant, wherever we may be, and wherever we may be, as we may even listen to the recording of this service, and we're not here live, Holy Spirit, be with your people, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Well, at this time, I wanna get into the word of the Lord. And uh, I want to speak on giving joyful thanks, giving joyful thanks. And I want to, again, refer to the scripture that we've been reading and going through. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to 12, we've been going through or beginning a study of the book of Colossians, and I'm really excited about that. And so let's get to Colossians again. Chapter 1, verse 9 to 12, and I'm reading from the New International Version. I'm really excited about this sermon. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, every God work, growing in the knowledge of God and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Again, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me, because again, I'm really grateful for the Apostle Paul sharing with us in this particular text, seven prayer points. And so I'm going to ask you to bow your heads, and that way you can just focus on you and God, and repeat after me these seven prayers. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Uh, First prayer, Father God, fill me and fill our church with the knowledge of your will. Again, Father God, fill me and fill our church with the knowledge of your will. Second prayer, Father God, give me wisdom and understanding from the Holy Spirit. Again, Father God, give me wisdom and understanding from the Holy Spirit. Third prayer, Father God, help me to live a life worthy of you, O Lord. Again, Father God, help me to live a life that's worthy of you, O God. The fourth request, Lord, help me to please you in every way. Again, Lord, help me to please you in every way. The fifth prayer, Father God, help me to bear fruit and produce results in every good work, every good work such as my job, my school, and all my relationships. Again, Father God, help me to bear fruit and produce results in every good work, such as my job, my school, and all of my relationships. These are such powerful prayers by the Apostle Paul. Sixth one, Lord, help me to keep growing in my knowledge of you. Again, Lord, help me to keep growing in my knowledge of you. And then the final prayer, Lord, help me to regularly give that. Again, Lord, help me to regularly give you thanks and appreciation that's full of joy. One more time. Lord, help me to regularly give you thanks and appreciation that's full of your joy. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. I'm trying now to discipline myself to pray those prayers every day these are mature prayers that the apostle paul taught the church of Colossus, Coloss. and when i looked at that word thanks uh, it the word thanks comes from a uh, greek word and the greek word is eucharist u-c-a-r-i-s-t-a-l u-c-a-r-i-s-t-a-l and it's it this word eucharistal and you don't have to memorize the greek Uh, definition. It means to do something pleasing or something pleasant to someone. To do something pleasing or pleasant to someone. In this case, we're trying to do something pleasing and pleasant to God. This word uh, that we use for thanks in the Greek, it also means to gratify. From which we get also our word uh, gratuity. When we are pleased with the service that a waiter or a waitress has given us, we've given them hopefully a 20% gratuity, or we call it a tip. But this, this, uh, this Greek word for thanks also means, which is interesting, it also means to forgive, which is strange because why, how would we even be in a position to forgive God? And as I was seeking God, I said, okay, I get the fact, I get the point that we want to do something pleasing for you and our giving thanks. I get the fact that we uh, also want to uh, gratify you or give you a gratuity, which you deserve more than a twenty percent gratuity, Lord, you deserve, you know, a two hundred, three hundred percent gratuity. So I get that, Lord, but to forgive—that—that—that that, that makes no sense. How in the world would I? First of all, how in the world could I forgive you? And what would even put me in a position where I would need to forgive you? And what I discovered is that what God was saying is that when you give thanks you are forgiving me, watch this, by forgiving others who have maybe offended you. If you remember Jesus, when he said, um, he he said to uh, the folks, I believe in Matthew chapter 25, he said, well done, good good and faithful servant, because when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. And they said, well, well, Lord, when did we do this? And he said, when you did it to the least of these, that is when you fed the hungry, when you visited those who were in prison, when you did acts of justice, when you were doing it for them, you did it for me. So it seems like the Lord is saying, we give thanks by forgiving him when we forgive others. If you understand what I'm saying, just put your thumb up in the chat and give God praise, that we have the opportunity to express forgiveness of others, just like God forgave us. From this Greek word, um, eucharisteo, we get our English word, eucharist. And those of you who are familiar or you come from other religions, like Catholicism or maybe even, well few other Episcopalian, if you're Episcopalian, uh, they don't call the uh, communion, uh, communion, they call it the Eucharist. So when you think about, when you think about uh, this word, thanks, it actually is the word Eucharist or the word communion. And you would say, well, why would you use thanks as as a substitute for the word Eucharist. And when you think about the Eucharist or when you think about communion, that is the greatest uh, place where we demonstrate thanks to God because we communion is a demonstration of us saying, God, I thank you for giving your body on our behalf. And I thank you for the blood of Jesus, which is when we drink the wine, because the Bible says, I believe it's in Hebrews chapter nine, around verse 22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no removal of sin. So that's the greatest act of thanksgiving. The fact that through communion, we are thanking Jesus for saving us so that we could have eternal life. If you get that point, if you're appreciative of that point, why don't you put in the in the chat, thank you, Jesus. And we know that that means thank you, Jesus, for saving my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for for sacrificing on the cross of Calvary for me. We praise your name, Jesus, for that. But I wanna focus on our English definition of thanks. Again, we're talking about how uh, giving joyful thanks, not just giving thanks, but giving joyful thanks our working definition and it's a definition of thanks that i've worked with throughout my life is to express appreciation when you give somebody thanks you are expression expressing to them appreciation and again that's why we express appreciation when we do the Eucharist, so when we do communion. Now, notice this. Our expression of appreciation in communion should reflect the cross. Usually, when we express our appreciation, it is vertical. So, we know that the cross is part vertical, so we're we're expressing our appreciation to God, when we, when my wife and I uh, received our tests uh, back from the facility that tested us with regards to whether we were positive and negative, when we came to COVID-19, when we got the test back and it was negative, we expressed our appreciation to God. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us healthy when it comes to the virus. But we also should be expressing appreciation on a horizontal level, because the cross is both vertical and horizontal. If there is no horizontal part of the cross, then all we have is a pole. Jesus did not die on a pole. He died on a cross. Amen. So. We must in everything give thanks or express words of appreciation that's full of joy. Watch this, not full of happiness, full of joy. You see, too often we mix up the concept or the quality of joy with happiness. The word happiness derives our word happening. So too often our happiness is dependent on happenings. As a matter of fact, if you look in the dictionary, the etymology of the word happy or happening, the etymology of the word is chance. So that means perchance I'm feeling good or perchance, I am feeling bad. It depends on what is happening. Happening. So, for example, as we look out our windows, we see sunshine. So many of us are happy because of the happening of sunshine. Uh, Friday it was pouring, and many of us maybe were affected in our demeanor or our demeanor or our mood because of the weather. But joy is something that stays with us whether things are going well or things are not going well. And that's why the scripture says in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it says the kingdom of God is not what you eat or what you drink, but God's kingdom is righteousness, peace, shalom, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Why do we need joy? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength if you ever had joy that sustained you in the time of sorrow joy that sustained you in the time of difficulty could you just put uh could you just lift up your hands where you are or put a thumbs up in the chat saying God I thank you for your joy Peter calls it a joy that is unspeakable meaning a joy that I I don't even have words to describe and it's full of glory praise the name of the lord praise the name of the Lord. So we're talking about a thanks that is expressed to God, but we're also talking about a thanks that is horizontal, that is expressed, watch this, an appreciation that's expressed to one another. I think too often we are quick to give thanks to God. But we're so slow in giving thanks for each other. I want to share a few stories with you that happened um, this week. On Monday, I went to a pastor's retreat for our New England district pastors. Pastor Lorraine Thornhill, who spoke to us on mental health a few weeks ago about holes in the pew Such a such a blessed uh, sermon. I had somebody email me who had been challenged with mental health issues for over forty years, and they and 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 they shared with me for about forty years rather, and they and they shared with me through emails. They said, "Thank you, thank thank God for that message from Pastor Lorraine, because too often we still have Christians who sadly think that if you are a believer, you shouldn't have mental health." challenges and and anyways, they were just grateful, but she was there. Pastor Clayton Ward was there of the Christian Mission Holiness Church. Pastor Warren Collins, who spoke an amazing message to our men during our men's conference in June was there. And uh, Dr. Virginia Ward was there and Bishop Larry Ward, uh, who prepared us in October of 2020 for, our, for this year's theme of biblical justice. So we were all there. Uh, it's been a tough year for all of us as pastors. And uh, we knew we needed to meet and talk about where we were going as a, 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 a district of churches, sister churches, who are fellowship and trying to make an impact of, in Cambridge, but can i be honest with you i'll be honest with you uh, frankly speaking uh, i don't know if any of us really wanted to be there um we, we 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 just wanted to if we were going to be there all we really wanted to do is rest i don't know about you have you ever been to a conference have a nice hotel room and you're there from work but you're like you know what I really don't even want to go to the conference. I don't want to go to the courses, the classes. I don't even want to hobnob with people. I just want to stay in my hotel room and rest. Can, can I get a witness out there? Uh, so, anyways, um, so now we're in the conference room, and anybody is just tired. It's three thirty in the afternoon on Monday. Um, Monday's my Sabbath, my day off. So I was like, "What?" I am like. God, I really don't even wanna be here, but you know, we need to meet and this was the only time we could meet. Pastor Lorraine says, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is saying to us before we get into our business that we should take time and just express to each other how much we appreciate each other and how much we are thankful for each other. When she said that, as we started, something remarkable happened. From 3.30, we started just expressing thanks to each other personally as we went around the room. Folks, we started at 3.30 we literally ended at 10 15 pm it was amazing what happened the thanksgiving changed into now that i appreciate you let me minister to you and we started praying for each other and prophesying over each other and one of the pastors who um, was suffering from an illness Pretty much for the entire year, uh, express how immediately they got breakthrough, and I'm talking about breakthrough to the point that we actually saw the healing. That that pastor came in one way, and they went out another way. Sometimes people say, "Hey, I had a backache, and or and and now I'm healed," and but you don't notice that there was a difference in their walk. But we 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 actually saw the healing, and it all started with first appreciating each other. Um, What struck me was uh, Bishop Larry Ward uh, expressed to me, and this is not to pump up on myself, but it just just is just to let you know the power of expressing thanks for each other and telling people I thank God for you. I appreciate you. Bishop Larry Ward is a phenomenal leader. He is the Bishop of our uh, New England district of churches. Next month, I can't believe it. uh, He'll be turning 60 years old. This is a man who's been pastoring actually been pastoring a year longer than I have. Uh, He's been married 37 years. He is a grandfather. And he says to me, he says, uh, Brian, we, we call each other by our first names because we say, you know, let's take away the bishop title and the pastor's title, let's, let's just be friends. And he said these words to me. He said, um, um, Brian, the, the words I want to use to describe you is that you are very present help in a time of trouble. I want to say to you, Brian, that you are, you are my Jonathan, just like Jonathan was to David, you were to me. And of course I was obviously I was like surprised. And he said, just like David would not be where he was and turned out to be without Jonathan, I would not be where I am without you. And I was like, wow. And, he's, and then he started telling me things that I forgot. He said, um, "He said you are the first one who taught me how to use a strong concordance with the Greek and Hebrew. You, you taught me that. He said, you were the first one to ever to bring me to CBD, Christian book distributors, where, you know, where you showed me how some of the books you picked out. You were the first one who, who introduced me to Ian e. Bounds and A.W. Tozer, these classic writers on prayer so that I would have a hunger for prayer. And let me pause right there. If I could recommend two books that would stir your life for prayer, is Ian e. Bounds' book, The Power of Prayer, and A.W. Tozer's classic, The Pursuit of God. And then uh, he he said, I thank you for being there for me in uh, Virginia, Dr. Virginia Ward. Because when they got married on the day of their wedding, uh, they ran into a very troubling situation to the point that uh, back in the days, it's not like now where a lot of the brides they have these amazing pictures because they change uh in uh hotel rooms or or other rented facilities. But back then when you got married usually you would be at your home and they would the photographer would take pictures at your home with the at, at the bride, preparing your preparing themselves for the wedding and you know, they take a picture of the bride with her veil on, etc. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Reverend Virginia, Dr. Virginia, when she was getting married, did not have a place to uh, change. And so we invited her to uh, take those wedding pictures and literally change at our apartment. We had just been married about a year and we said, look, we you know, you ran into a difficult situation. Why don't you change? So all her wedding pictures, all their wedding pictures is her changing at our apartment. And he never forgot that. He said, you were there for us in a time of trouble. And those words really touched me as as a horizontal thanksgiving. And I'm I'm setting you up. I'm almost finished here because I want you to think of people that you want to give thanks to, you want to thank God for. Yes, it's easy to thank God himself for saving you, for blessing you, for opening doors. But we spend so little time expressing appreciation for one another. As I thought about that, the week went along. And all of a sudden, I started hearing about the COVID-19 cases. I started as I had a meeting on Friday with my executive uh, pastors. And the more they were telling me about what was going on and the more they were expressing to me uh, about the fact that we're not going to be able to have Sunday service. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? I'm going to talk about me. I, I was so angry. Have you ever been so angry that you wanted to get angry at somebody, but you know that hey, all they're doing is giving you the information. <laughs> like it's almost like getting mad at the mailman, but the mailman didn't write the letter, the mailman didn't send the bill, so why are you upset at them and I could feel myself. I was just getting more angry and more frustrated about the fact that we cannot. It's look like it's looking worse and worse for us being able to have the service. And so finally, I said to them, and, they, and they'll remember. They're probably on the line now, of course. I said to Sister Debbie and, and, and Sister Shana, uh, "Let me call you back at twelve o'clock so that I can just think about this and and and, and we could talk more. And yes. That was the truth that I wanted to think about and talk about it more. But really, the the reason above that is I knew that I was just getting more angrier to the point that I would I probably would have said something to to them in a tone that they did not deserve. And sometimes you need to learn how to just know yourself and say, you know, I'm about to go there and I don't need to go there. And this is just being transparent and i was in a better space when we talked about it and we came to this decision got on the line on uh for friday night midnight prayer and brother emmy being led by the holy spirit said you know what we're not going to spend the evening praying this is midnight uh Friday night, so this is 12 a.m. to about 1.30 a.m. Saturday morning. He said, what we're gonna do is we're gonna spend the time just thanking God for each other. And he started by going down the list of people who were on the lot, on the chat line, you know, thanking obviously his wife and just thanking God. And then others started thanking God for individuals and thanking God for Pentecostal Tabernacle, thanking God. And you know, there were tears on the line. There was just amazing, amazing. Uh, there was an amazing uplift as people were saying, Yeah, we thank God for God, but we thank God for each other. I want to challenge you at this moment to thank god for somebody i want to close with an illustration about 30 years ago around the time that vanessa was born uh, some of you may not realize it but um, brother caminiti uh, was a phenomenal bass player he was one of the bass players that other churches and other ministries called to be their uh, bass player, Christian bass player for their concerts, for their albums. Um, if I started naming names, you were like, oh my goodness, really? Yeah, uh, until his hearing started to go. and But he was one of the first people to get a, uh, a, a um, five string, uh, bass guitar and so he bought this amazing guitar and what was interesting we of course we were in pt north back then 77 columbia street we didn't but something crazy happened and i've never seen this happen uh since then but he's he he put the bass guitar in the back office Towards where people enter the pool for baptismal, if you get it in your mind, PT North. And somehow somebody got up there and stole his bass guitar. I'm not sure if we have a picture of it, but anyways, they stole his bass guitar. And I was so angry. I, I, I was I was angry that someone would come into the house of the Lord and steal anything, let alone steal his bass guitar. And it was a very very expensive bass guitar uh it was unique because he's left-handed and i said to him well you know what's going to happen now and he said well bishop well i was a bishop pastor back then in fact i wouldn't even if i was pastor back no i wasn't pastor i was this uh reverend brian you but know so he said uh he said i have insurance on my bass guitar and i said okay well, praise God, you have insurance. But of course, because he had it for a number of years, this is like an automobile. Once you purchase the automobile, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it starts to depreciate. It starts to go down in value. Well, but well, the camera comes to me and says, Bishop O'Brien at the time, you're not going to believe this, but my bass guitar Appreciated a value. So they're actually going to give me more money for my bass guitar than I paid for it. I was like, what? He said, yes. And so that's the bass guitar you see now on this that you saw on the screen is the bass guitar he purchased, was able to purchase because he got more money for the new guitar than what he spent. For the yoga guitar. What's my point? My point is, is that when we meet people maybe five, six, 10 years ago, I, I want to be able to say that, you know what, when I met you a month ago, or when I met you a year ago, this is the value I had for you. But as I got to know you, And as you've been a blessing to me, watch this. You are worth more to me now than you were five years ago. You are worth more to me now than when I met you 10 years ago. The older saints used to sing a song, and my mother and Mother Cummings is probably on this line now, maybe others, says this. The longer I serve him the sweeter he grows. And I want to right now give you an opportunity about three to five minutes to begin to put on the chat people who you appreciate, people who you want to express thanksgiving to. The apostle Paul, the church that gave him the most trouble, most of you know, was the church of Corinth he wrote two letters, First Corinthians and Second Corinthians. What struck me is that he said to the church of Corinth, he opens up by saying, I thank my God always for you. That's amazing. I thank God for you. Let's not wait to until Thanksgiving, which is going to be next week, I believe, to be grateful. Let's express appreciation for individuals who are in our lives right now. So I wanna give you an opportunity to put in the chat people who you thank God for. I wanna express why you're putting thanks in the chat. I wanna express my thanks to two people in our church. First of all, I wanna express to God my thanks and appreciation for Brother Paul Brewster. He's a senior citizen, uh, he's somewhere in his mid-80s. And and some of you don't realize, you see this old distinguished gentleman downstairs in the lower sanctuary sometimes uh, uh, telling people to wash, uh, to to use, uh, sanitize their hands. And uh, But this man, he is a master of everything, it seems like. Uh, he is a, I believe he's a master plumber, so Many times he has actually fixed our furnace without us having to go pay. I, it's amazing. That I remember we had an electrical problem and he said, Oh, I can do that. And I was like, My goodness, what can you not do? And so I just want to say, I, I I thank God for Pastor, Pastor, Brother Paul Brewster. And, and another person I want to thank God for, and I know uh, she's going to be upset with me, but I don't care. I, I thank God for a COFA. Akofer is another one, even right now, who is helping us uh, uh, with this broadcast on YouTube. And and what do these two people have in common? What does Brother Paul Brewster have in common? What does Sister Akofer have in common? What does this uh, person of the builder's generation and this young lady of the millennial generation, what do they have in common? For me, they're people who quietly work behind the scenes, who help make PT go. And they're not looking for applause. They're not looking for award, rewards. They just simply love Jesus and love his church. These are people who, and there are many, so many others, but they, but they represent the people who are working behind the scenes who have been a blessing to me and my wife and the church behind the scenes. Many of you, as I share with you, you have Mrs. Light Singers in your life, teachers who who you say, God, I thank God for the, that teacher, but maybe you need to thank that teacher. Some of you, you have people in the church. I, I want us to, to, to thank God, express to people in the church. Uh, Jeffrey, I thank God for you. Robert, I thank God for you. Uh, Kendra who was working on the uh the, the chat line I thank God for you. Want to I want to give you 3 minutes just to put it in the chat. Hey, I thank God for you sister such and such, brother such and such. Um XYZ, I I want to express my appreciation for you. And the longer we have been in relationship Ah, my thoughts of you have not depreciated. My thoughts and joyful thanks of you has grown deeper and is actually appreciating. I want to just give you another minute, just write in the chat. Maybe that person is not even online right now. But maybe when they look at this service later, they will say, oh, wow, I can't believe that that person is expressing appreciation for me. I know after I left that retreat, and after I left the Zoom midnight prayer, just hearing people express appreciation on a horizontal level, yes, we thank God, but on a horizontal level, oh, I felt so much better, even though And and for me, God, I thank you for the fact that we're not in church, because I know I wouldn't have preached this message. I would have just continued with what I was preaching on knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. But the Lord said, no, use this time to express appreciation for one another. Use this time, Brian, to thank me. Yes, this this virus and, and, and this outbreak has closed the church doors so we can't worship in person. But you know what? I've allowed it because I want you to realize that all you have is me and each other. And you need to pause and express appreciation and i want to challenge you long after this service is over text somebody email somebody maybe to somebody who played a pivotal role in your life like bishop larry expressed that over 40 years ago that that i did things in his life that he remembered even now as he approaches 60. Maybe there's there's an old teacher or a Sunday school teacher or an aunt or an uncle or a cousin, or as I said, somebody in the church that you want to, you may say, thank God for such and such in a chat, but maybe in a text or a card, you wanna expand on that and tell them, this is why I thank God for you and I do it joyfully. Well, God bless you. And I'm just grateful to UPT. I thank God for the church I pastor. I am I'm so grateful for the church I pastor. And I want to say finally, as we're about to give you the closing blessing on last Thursday, we uh, buried, we had the funeral service for our brother, Amir Jihad, who passed away. And I thank God for Pentecostal tabernacle, the way you rallied around uh Nafisa, his daughter, and you rallied to support the family and, and to paid homage and thanking God for brother mayor. That was a testament to me that while wow, God, I'm so grateful that I pastor a church that rallies around people when they need it most. And so I thank you PT for what you did for the jihad family, but what you continually do for each other and what you continually do in Cambridge and what you continually do around the world as we bless other ministries. God bless you and let at this moment, I just want you to put out your hands and get ready to receive uh, this closing blessing. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your savior and you're saying, wow, Jesus Christ came and died for me, for my sins. And I want to give my life to Jesus as the ultimate act of thanksgiving. Before I give a closing blessing, I want you to say this prayer. If you want to receive Jesus Christ in your heart, just bow your heads and repeat this prayer after me. If you never asked Jesus to come into your life and he will do so right where you are, whether you're in your home, in a hotel room, in Starbucks, if you're on a park, if you're in your car, to say this prayer with me, dear Lord, dear Lord, I come to you right now, and I admit, Lord, that I'm a sinner, and you're repeating after me, and all that means is that Jesus does not live in my heart, but Jesus, I believe that you die for my sins, rose again from the grave so that I could become a child of God. So Jesus, because you're alive, I ask you, come into my heart, take away my sin, and make me a child of God. Jesus, Thank you for hearing that prayer. And right now, I know I am God's child. God bless you. If you said that prayer, please um, get in touch with us through the information that's on the chat or send uh, a a note to us at mail at ptspice.org and we will get you material and we will just be there to support you in your walk with Jesus. And trust me, you'll be able to say, I give you, God, thanks and appreciation for saving me, and I am joyful that you did it. Well, God bless you. Could you extend your hands? And I'm just gonna say just one blessing over your life. Um, May the peace of God, may the shalom of God, may the rest of God, May the success of God, may the composure of God that will help you keep it together rest upon your life. And may the Lord, through his peace, remove anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose and destiny for your life in him this week. I bless you with a shalom. In the name of the Father the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and everybody say, I received that blessing. God bless you and have a wonderful, fantastic week of joy in the Lord.